Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like you. Support Switchcraft and other content from Run Jump Stomp at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. <laughs> Tune in April 12th, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for information on Nintendo Switch and Nintendo 3DS in a new Nintendo Direct presentation focused mainly on ARMS and Splatoon 2. This is very exciting. So on Wednesday, 6 p.m., we're going to get a new Nintendo Direct, and they're going to be talking about Splatoon and ARMS. My guess is we're going to get a release date for ARMS because it's supposed to come out in the spring. Uh, which is awesome because there's a guy made out of springs. And we'll probably find out more global test fire dates for Splatoon. I don't think that we're going to get a uh, a release date for Splatoon. They'll probably save that for E3. Uh, that way they can say, and Splatoon's coming out tomorrow or something like that when they're on uh, the show floor. What will we find out from Splatoon other than global test fire dates? What I'm hoping to see is something related to the single-player campaign. What are we going to get there? Because a lot of people know that Splatoon is a multiplayer-focused game, but single-player Splatoon was incredibly fun and very well done. And it's one of the all-time greatest last final boss fights that I've ever experienced in a game. Uh, it, it probably took me it took me an insane amount of time to finish uh, that fight, I reloaded it over and over and over, and when I finally beat that last boss, I was really stoked, really excited. Now, what are we going to see for ARMS? I almost guarantee we're going to be seeing a release date, unless Nintendo is just crazy. Um, who knows? They're, they are crazy. I hope that we get to see more characters. Right now, I think that there's only been five characters announced. I hope that we get to see more of them. Um, what else I would like to see is a Splatoon-style um, single-player campaign for uh, um, for ARMS. Splatoon had a really good campaign. It was short, but it was incredibly fun. And so I hope to see something similar for ARMS. So this uh, episode is coming out on Tuesday, and... The uh, Nintendo Direct is coming out on Wednesday, so the next time that I'm going to get a chance to talk about this will probably be on Thursday. Uh, so make sure that you tune in for the next episode of Switchcraft to find out exactly what happened at the on the Nintendo Direct and uh, my thoughts on it. Man, oh man, Jackbox is a fantastic set of games. If you've never played one of the Jackbox series, let me explain exactly what it is. And why you absolutely need to be picking this up when it comes to the, to the North American eShop on April 13th. So basically, this is an internet-connected video game where it'll ask you trivia questions or ask you to draw something. And everybody connects to the game 
via the internet from their cell phone or tablet or computer. And so you can have a whole bunch of players, depending on which sub game you're playing from Jackbox. And there's like murder trivia, or there's one where you have, uh, you have to design t-shirts, all these crazy games with lots of people and not only lots of people that can play, but you can also have an audience. Uh, if you're a streamer, I'm sure that you already know what Jackbox is, but Jackbox is coming to the Switch North American eShop on April 13th. Now, when asked about uh, the data requirements, one of the developers said that they they made sure to keep the data required for uh, playing Jackbox on the Switch low. They didn't give a specific number, but they said you could easily play this with your Switch tethered to your phone and you would be just fine to play it that way. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be picking this up, maybe not on April 13th, but soon afterwards. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe weighs in at 6.75 gigs. Keep that in mind when deciding on whether or not you want to pick up a digital version or a physical version. I'm going to be getting the physical version myself. I want to be able to share it with my son, although we'll probably end up getting two copies of it. I can't help myself because we'll want to play at the same time, which begs the question... Does the Switch have one cart multiplayer? That is something that we have seen from Nintendo in the past, but are we going to see it again on the Switch? That was something that was limited to the DS line. So I'm not sure if that's something we'll see, but I hope so. Uh, something else that just came out today, I'm recording this on Monday, by the way, is that Nintendo has uh, talked to um, Game Reactor which is a uh, website, a European website, and they talked about including Pink Sparks in the in the the Mario Kart 8 game. So basically, when you are going around a corner and you're holding the drift button, you'll first you'll have red sparks on the ground uh, underneath your tires. After you've drifted for a certain amount of time, blue sparks will show up, and you'll get more of a bonus from for holding that drift for longer. And they also added pink sparks now after holding it for um, four seconds. So four seconds is a long time to drift, and it seems like this is in the 200cc trial mode. I'm not sure if it's also going to be in the other um, uh, speeds. I hope so, but I can't imagine holding a drift for that long in 200cc, although at the same time, they also said that you're going to be able to break while drifting. So this is going to be adding a, a lot of skill to the game, and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm a number one! In a story from express.co.uk, Nintendo Switch news, uh, Blizzard is talking a little bit about Overwatch coming to the Switch. I would not hold your breath. Um, Jeff Kaplan, who is the director over at uh blizzard for overwatch he said getting overwatch on the switch would be very challenging for us uh we're however we're always open-minded about exploring possible platforms uh but then that was like a month ago and uh, a more recent follow-up interview uh he said that blizzard would have to revisit performance in order to make overwatch run on the switch on top of that he he also said that another problem 
is that it's already hard enough for them to maintain maintain three platforms that's pc xbox one ps4 and patch them all simultaneously he says that's something that's very important to them and they've been able to achieve it adding in a fourth platform would make it a lot more difficult he says that they're not ruling it out but it's something that's going to take a lot of work and they have to decide if it's worth it I don't know that I would personally want to play Overwatch on the Switch, not because I'm a mouse keyboard kind of guy for shooters, and for the Switch, it doesn't always have an internet connection. So that's another problem. However, I say that, but then I also really like Splatoon, which is a shooter. It's on the Switch. It's going to require an internet connection, and my brain says, well, I'll just tether it to my phone. So, you know, all those problems aside, it just really seems like a performance thing, and having Blizzard be able to support four platforms all at the same time and keep the uh, the version number the same all the time. And that's really difficult for them, so I don't see it happening. I wish that it would, not for me, but for people who only have a Switch and want to play Overwatch, because it's a really good game. That being said, if you've got a PC, that's where you should be playing. Wow, 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 wow. The director of Chrono Trigger, everybody's, like, almost everybody always says, like, it's one of the greatest RPGs of all time, which I've never played and I need to play it. Um, Tokita-san has said that Apparently, he's got a secret project underway. He posted this to Twitter with a picture of a Nintendo Switch. So it looks like Square is making good on their promise to uh, bring more development to the Switch. Now, in a related note, um, a lot of people were reporting that Square had said that the that they were going to focus more on the Switch than Xbox's Project Scorpio. Apparently, that was uh, mistranslated. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not really interested in, you know, the contest of this gets more than that. I'm just interested in good games coming to my platform of choice, which happens to be switch and PC. Now square, not, I'm not a huge fan of their, um, PC stuff, except for final fantasy 14. I may have talked about it on the show before, um, but I am a fan of their console stuff, and I think that uh, Square does a really good job um, on console stuff. And, I mean, they already have I Am Setsuna. You know, when Nintendo put uh, the developer list of people who are working on Switch stuff, and it included Square, a lot of people were really excited, and they're like, Final Fantasy Seven coming to, or Final Fantasy Fifteen coming to the Switch. You know, th- we don't know what they're working on. And then when I Am Setsuna became a launch title, a lot of people said, oh, okay, well, Square has put one title out and we probably won't see anything more from them. But it looks like now we are seeing more from Square. And I'm really excited about that because I am a fan of what Square does. Um, They've done stuff like Bravely Default, fantastic JRPG on the 3DS. If you've never played it, you should. A lot of people hate the ending. I never actually got to the ending, so I don't know. Square makes really good games that are too long. And the the reason I say that they're too long is because I'll lose interest with them because I don't constantly have them. 
You know, I, I go away from them and I stop thinking about them. But the thing with the Switch is I've always got it with me. So if I'm thinking about the game, I can take it out and start playing. I'm much less likely to get distracted away from a big game if I always have access to it. And so I'm really excited to see what Square is going to bring to the Switch. Now, I'm going to tell you right now things that I don't think we're going to see. We're not going to see Final Fantasy XV. I don't think we're going to see Final Fantasy VII Remake. Those are two... If you've seen... Well, first off, Final Fantasy XV requires some pretty hefty hardware. The Switch doesn't have it. And it was made out in a custom engine. So we're probably not going to be seeing that. Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake, I believe that it also is using the Final Fantasy XV engine. It's a gorgeous-looking game from the video and screenshots that we've seen. I don't see them running that on the Switch either. What I do see them running on the Switch is things like I Am Setsuna, things like Bravely Default. And if we keep getting classic JRPGs that are not like this crazy graphics, just simple 2D art styles, then that's really exciting to me. There's even a game coming to the Switch called Project Octopath Traveler, which if you have not seen what this game looks like, it's got a beautiful art style that really pops off the screen and screams fun. So I hope that Chrono Trigger director uh, Takahashi Tokita, I hope that what we're going to see is something related to Chrono Trigger. Maybe a, a, a remake, that would be really cool. Maybe a sequel, also that would be really cool. But even if it's something brand new, I'm going to be happy for great JRPGs to be played on the Switch. Well, excuse me, princess. Well, now this is very surprising. Apparently, Switch version of LEGO City Undercover has outsold the PS4 version and the Xbox One version in its debut week in the UK. Now, that's a very specific sample size. I don't know if it's that that if that is the case in the US, but in the UK, this was uh from a Reddit post by the way. Um I think that this is very interesting mostly because I'm going to bet that a large number of people who bought the Switch also are people who owned the Wii U, which Lego City Undercover was an exclusive for. So it really surprises me that the PS4 and Xbox One versions of LEGO City Undercover did not outsell the Switch version. Because I didn't buy LEGO City Undercover for my Switch because I have already played it on the Wii U. Now that doesn't mean that I won't buy it on the Switch. I mean, maybe someday. But I'm a lot less likely to buy it if I've already played it. My son 100%ed the game. And so the odds of me picking that up are slim to none. However, if I was just somebody who had only a PS4 or only an Xbox One or a PS4 and an Xbox One, but no Wii U and no Switch, and I liked Lego games, I would definitely buy it. I wonder if there's something to be said about people who like Lego games are more likely to get the Switch. I don't know. A lot of people clarify or... What's the word I'm looking for? Characterize? That's the, that's the right word. A lot of people characterize Nintendo as the the video game console maker 
four kids, but that doesn't really feel like it to me. So I don't know that that's true. And I guarantee there are adults who would definitely enjoy Lego City Undercover. In fact, of all of the Lego games, Lego City Undercover is the best. Uh, the humor is spot on. There is stuff in there for kids and for adults, and it's a really good game. It is basically GTA in Lego form. So it just surprised me that the Switch version sold the most. The game that I really want to talk about this week, I can't because I haven't been able to play it. Um, I've been playing Zelda like crazy, but I, I've wanted to talk about Has Been Heroes. I've had people ask me to talk about Has Been Heroes on the podcast, and I promise you that is coming. But this week has been crazy, and I've been spending all of my time in Zelda. I finished the fourth dungeon. I'm trying to get shrines. I have two memories, no, three memories left to find. And once I get those three memories done, and I, I refuse to look them up, that's the thing. But once I get those three memories done, I'm going after Ganon, whether I've got all the shrines or not, because I want to I, I wanna finish this up. My buddy texted me just the other day, and he said, a Ganon defeater is me. Um he doesn't actually talk like that. It's just a thing that he says when he texts. But a Ganon defeater is not me. I'm not a Ganon defeater. I want to defeat Ganon. I want to talk about it on the podcast. Don't worry. I'll make sure to label it as a spoiler cast when, when he comes on and we have this discussion. Because there's so many... I know that there's a lot of people out there who have finished it. And they want to hear the discussion that goes along with having finished that game and being done with it. And I'm really excited to do that. So I have been putting all of my gaming time that I have into Zelda. My guess is I'm probably going to be going after Ganon sometime this week. There's no guarantees. Uh, but that's that's my plan. Uh, so what does that mean for Has Been Heroes? Has Been Heroes is a game that I really want to play. Haven't had time to because Zelda's taking up all my time. But I guarantee that there is going to be some discussion of has-been heroes as soon as I'm done with Zelda. Um, what I will say about has-been heroes is that it is a fantastic game with some really good strategy and a terrible, terrible tutorial and a bad UI. More to come on that later. Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. So there's two ways that I can look at this. This can either be a dumb moment or it's an aha moment. And I'm not sure which one it is, but either way, I'm just going to describe it to you. So my son and I have been playing a lot of Shovel Knight lately, and we've been having an absolute blast. If you haven't listened to last episode, I talked about it a little bit. Definitely go back and check it out. But here's the thing. I was playing through Shovel Knight and with my son, and we were talking about, he said, boy, I wish that the developers, Yacht Club Games, had made it so that you just push a button to do the special attack, because if you haven't played the game before, you have your regular attack where you swing a shovel out in front of you, and then you can pick up these magical spells along the way. And the magical spells, you would push up and your attack button. And so there's lots of times where you accidentally set off your special attack. I think that they did this because that's the way it would have been done on a on a system that only has two buttons, like the NES. That's the kind of thing that they seem to be going for. He said, 
I wish that they hadn't done it that way. I don't like that they did it that way. And so I said, you know what? Like we were playing and we, and we've probably put 10 hours into this game so far, uh, fighting our way through these different bosses. And I said, you know what? Let me just pause it for a second. Cause when he said that it, it triggered something in my brain. These guys are really good developers. I'm sure that there's something that they've done here to give us what we want. And so I paused it. I went into the options and sure enough, you can assign your own buttons. Now I get why they did it, but I re- I just wish that they had pointed that out to me or something. I'm not sure. But as soon as I set the um special attack to the A button instead of up and Y, it completely changed how we were playing the game. And I found it to be a lot more fun because I was suddenly a lot better at it. So that's just a PSA for everybody out there playing Shovel Knight. Go into the options, and you can change it up and set up the controls any way you want. They're completely customizable. What's it like to play the Nintendo Entertainment System? All right, everybody, that's all the time I have for today. If there's a story I missed, let me know. There's a whole bunch of different ways that you can let me know. You can give us a call at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. Leave us a voicemail, and maybe it'll get played on the show. You can send an email to runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Just include in the subject line switchcraft. Uh, You can uh, shout at me on Twitter. That's at runjumpstomp. Or you can just use the hashtag askswitchcraft. Um, finally, if you want more content like this, make sure that you head on over to patreon.com slash run jump stomp, and you can support the show that way. If, uh, monetary support is not in your, uh, future, then you could always just head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Uh, it really helps out. So thanks so much. And I will see you guys next time so we can find out what's going on with that Nintendo direct. Bye-bye.